This is such a pleasure for me because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I started out as a disc jockey, and about 1961 or two, uh, we played a recording of yours that was not a hit in North America except in this market. Uh, and, and big in England, called My Friend the Sea. Do you oh, remember yes. that? Oh, yes, My Friend the Sea. Da, 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 da. Yes, yes. It was a semi-hit in England, but it came after a song called Sailor. Yes. Which was a big hit, and so we got into that whole sea thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that goes back, because sort of like um, the Commonwealth countries played Cliff Richard, but he, he was never a hit in America, you know. Not really. No, not as big a hit as he I think he should have been, actually, because he's I, made wonderful records. I agree with that. Would you say, uh, Petula, looking at your you know, discography, that someone like Tony Hatch came along and entered your life and things really started to happen? Would you agree with that? With that? Well, yes, but, you know, I had had this big career in France b before. In fact, that's when I met Tony, when I was doing my French recordings. We were recording in London because, you know, the French studios weren't all that great at the time. They're very good now. <laughs> but uh, Tony was a sort of a junior record producer and he was producing my French records. He wasn't choosing the songs, but he was actually putting them on tape, you know. And, uh, and he came to my apartment in Paris. That's where I was living at the time, during the, the early 60s. And he said, you know, you really should be recording in English again. And I said, well, if I could find the right song, yes, you know, but I've got a great career in France and Italy and Germany, you know. He said, well, I've started writing this song. I said, yes. What's it called? He said, yes, it's called Downtown. I said, well, it's not a bad title. I said, how does it go? He said, well, I'll play it to you on the piano. And I said, okay, you play it and I'll make a cup of tea. And the, <laughs> that's, yeah. and, uh, the first time I heard the melody of downtown was I was in my kitchen making a cup of tea in Paris. Unbelievable. I want to tell you, there are certain songs in a lifetime that are classics, and that's one of them. I know. And why do I know that? Because my granddaughter, who's uh, now just turned seven, at five could sing every lyric in downtown and still does. Wow. So it's kind of in interesting, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter about the generational thing. No, it is one of those songs. It's, it's just, there's something about it and I'm really blessed. But could you explain, please don't sleep on the subway, darling? No, I can't explain it. I'm sorry, I, I can't explain it except that I love it. And it was actually three songs. I don't know if that helps you much. Um, and, and he cut it up and, and, and no, I don't know, I know, he joined it together. Yes. And made one song out of three songs, but I don't quite understand what it's about, but it's a great song. You were in movies in England. I didn't get to this part of your career. As a child, I think I'm right, when you were nine, you were on radio. You had your own radio show, Pets Place, at 11. Pets Parlor. Uh, Pets Parlor, sorry, you're right. Uh, well, you wouldn't know, but, uh, <laughs> wouldn't you? But uh, no, uh, so you've been in show business, I mean, ever since you were a child. Yes, altogether too long, I suppose. No, I, no, I started I started really early. I, I started singing when, when I was five, and I loved singing then, and I loved singing now, you know. I think singing is a great way to make a living. But you're also a great actress. I loved you in Finian's Rainbow. Thank you. With Fred Astaire. I thought it, it was incredible. There's a Canadian connection there because Don Franks is from this town. I know. I know. And uh, uh, last time I was in Toronto, he came up on stage and sang with me when we sang, um, you know, De Old, Devil, Old Devil Moon. Yes. 
and it was great. He's got a wonderful voice. He could have gone so far, but knowing Don, uh, that wasn't for him. Uh, he could do anything, and maybe it was too easy, but he also, you know, heard a different drummer, as we say. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of guy. the things I like about him. He, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, another connection, I was going to ask you this, because a lot of people in England didn't realize that Bernie Braden and Barbara Kelly got married here and that he worked in radio here. Did you know that? I knew they were Canadian. Yep. Yes. But Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, they were huge stars. And I knew them quite well, and they were wonderful. They were big people that, uh, that don't know because, you know, it was his great fame actually came in England. Yes, absolutely. They wouldn't know that he had his own show, Breakfast with uh, Braden. Braden, and, uh, you know, he and Barbara for years were mainstays, yeah. were they not? Absolutely, a very attractive couple they were, too. They were lovely. And this is not your first visit to Vancouver. Uh, you came to the old cave theater restaurant here years ago when, you know, in the 60s. Do you remember that at all? Uh, well, I sort of remember it. Um, I can't remember the last time I was here, but it was a long time ago. And, you know, I go to Toronto and I go to Montreal, but this is the first time I've been in Vancouver for a long, long time. Yes, we're just going to say what's kept you away. Uh, well, you know, nobody asked me. That's, that's what <laughs> kept me away. <laughs> here I am, though. Uh, the movies, though, what, what, do you do, what, what do you prefer? Every entertainer I talk to has a different preference. Do you like doing it in front of a live audience, I mean, doing your, your art, uh, singing? Or, or do you like performing uh, in, uh, you know, in movies or television? What, do you have a favorite of all of them? I think it's got to be singing live on the stage. I mean, I, I like doing um, musicals, you know, like I did Sunset Boulevard and I did Blood Brothers and I did Sound of Music back in London. And I like working with a team of people, working with other actors, because, you know, it's, it's slightly different every night, and that, that's quite fun. It's, it's risky working with other people, because you're not quite sure how they're going to do it tonight. You know, it might be different. And then, of course, the understudies come on, and then that's a totally different cup of tea. Uh, but I like what I'm doing here in Vancouver. I like standing on stage with a great band, a bunch of good songs, and a good audience. I mean, that's, that's heaven. Well, you know, you're heaven to me when I'm sitting in the audience watching you, as I did, uh, as I was telling you before we went on the air here, uh, in Branson at uh, Andy Williams Moon River Theater. You two look like you're having a lot of fun. We were having a lot of fun. We, every time we work together, we have fun. And, I, you know, I did his uh, television show way back when, you know, uh, on, was it NBC? Uh, many times. And we laughed and we sang. And it was, and being with him again in Branson recently was just, like, just, you know, we, nothing had changed. Do you get people wondering, because I've talked to uh, other uh, performers of your stature who've had a, you know, a, a long career, do, do, do you, some of the people in the audience wonder when you come out, because I heard it around me, I wonder if she can still sing and then you come out there and you're powerful. <laughs> but, but you must think that, that some of them uh, must think that. Well, listen, if I, can't, if I couldn't sing, I wouldn't be doing it anymore. You know, I mean, uh, I think that must be very difficult to go out on stage and not be able to do it anymore, you know. I, I think that I'm lucky because I don't work at it, you know. I, I don't sort of practice and do all that kind of thing. I just go out there and do it. And probably it works because I love it so much. Uh, and, and, and I'm blessed. I am blessed. And it shows. No, it shows. When I watched you in Branson, it shows. And uh, the audience, uh, I didn't mean that in a negative way at all. It's just that expectations are a funny thing with an audience. Yeah. But when I was trying to say here, the minute you got up there and started singing, wow, you had won them all over. 
Well, you know, I still still sing those songs like Downtown and Subway and I Know a Place. I still sing them in the same key as when I recorded them. So my voice obviously hasn't changed that much. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit stronger, you know, because I've been doing a different kind of work. When you do musicals, it's a very different kind of thing, you know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. You have to project more in a, a, yeah. th- in a theater setting, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, any, any further ambitions for you? Or just uh, want to continue this uh, life that you lead, this wonderful life you lead? You... I've never been ambitious. I've never, never sat and thought, oh, I'd like to do that, or I'd like to do this, you know, or why didn't I get that? Or that. It's never been like that with me. I just drift through my life like anybody else, you know. Um, I, I have good moments and bad moments, but, you know, all the time that I can sing, um, I'm, I'm happy. Of course, there are other things in my life. You know, I have a family, and uh, I'm getting a little tired of traveling. Oh, yeah. I find, you know, that, that sitting on the plane's okay. It's all that other stuff, you know. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, but it's not as much fun as it used to be either. No. Going through airports and security and all that? No. It's Absolutely. Not. That, that is exhausting. I mean, I came in here from the Philippines, and I was like a kind of <laughs> zombie when I arrived, you know. Uh, so the traveling is hard, but everything else is great. Patula, with this incredible career, a magnificent career, and you are an incredible talent, what is the highlight or one of the highlights you had? There must be many, but can you think of one particular one that gave you, the performer, a thrill? You know, looking back, was it a... It's a funny thing, and I think other performers would probably tell you this. Sometimes, you know, I'll come off stage and I think, that was awful. You know, I really was rubbish tonight. And then people will say, oh, my God, it was so wonderful. What happened to you tonight? It was so wonderful, you know. And vice versa. You know, I come off thinking, yeah, that was good. And I was, I was okay, you know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes there's that moment when everything gels. Yeah. You know, somehow the sound is right, the lights are right, my voice is right, the audience is with me, the band is there. And you don't quite know why. There's an expression in French. It's sort of, c'est l'ange qui passe, the angel passes. And it's, it's you know, it's like saying, okay, tonight, <laughs> tonight's going to be good. <laughs> this magic moment. And we don't know why. No. Nobody you, knows no, why. Don't know why. Who uh, that you've worked with uh, stands out in your memory? And there must be many, but just a couple uh, performers that you've worked with over the years. Uh, it, it has to be Fred, Fred Astaire. Um, I mean, I loved working with him, and you know, I was nervous about working with him. But he's—he was so uh, simple, and he was a perfectionist. Therefore, he didn't think he was all that good. You know, he—he he never thought he was good enough. Couldn't understand why people thought he was brilliant. I was embarrassed by the whole thing. You know, I loved him very much. I loved working with Quincy Jones. Uh, I worked, I, I did a, a show in his honor recently at the Montreux Jazz Festival. And he brings out the best in every singer that he ever works with, every musician who works with him. You know, they just want to be the best for him. My goodness, there are so many. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, but Quincy know. is interesting because Quincy has spent much of his youth just south of here in Seattle, which is 120 miles away. Really? Yeah, and the, the, the first break he got well, next time you're talking to him, he'll say, that, that guy knew that, meaning me. But he actually had an appearance on a show, once a week show out of KING-TV in Seattle, Ray Charles. Oh, my God. That's a fact. Yeah, so when, when was Quincy here? Uh, in not Seattle. in Vancouver, in but in Seattle. Well, he grew up there. 
Did he yeah. really? Know? Yeah. No, wow. Just well, there's an amazing career. Oh. You know. What an ear. You know, jazz musician all the way up to Michael Jackson and uh, and so on. You know, he's 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 a genius. True genius. A true genius, no doubt about it. Throughout your career, and maybe before the career began, who were some of your inspirations, Petula? Oh, without a doubt, Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee, when everybody else was listening to Judy Garland, I was listening to Peggy Lee. And she really inspired me. I don't know if I copied her in any way, but I, actually, I eventually got to sing with her and got to know her. She was lovely. Did you do a, a, a couple of songs together? Or we did. She guessed, she guessed it on my show that we recorded in London. Yes. And then I, I did something else with her. And uh, we loved singing together. Our voices seemed to blend very well. Last question. The British invasion, as we call it, North America. Everything British was big there in the 60s. Petula Clark, the number one female artist in the world. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Dave Clark Five. And then in the movies with Peter Sellers and yes. Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah. What was it, what was it like to be part of that? It must have been a magical time. Well, it was. But, you know, the funny thing was that I, I wasn't living in England. I was living in Paris. You know, I married a Frenchman, for goodness sake. And there I was, you know, living in Paris. So, I, of course, I was aware of everything that was going on and, you know, all the naughtiness that was going on. But I, I was never part of it. So I guess I missed quite a lot of it. <laughs> but when I came to North America, of course, I was, I was very much part of it. And it was because of the Beatles that w the gates sort of opened for the rest of us Brits. You know, we have a lot to, lot to thank them for. True, and you always had your own music industry there. I'm aware of this because of my yes. British connections. But it never crossed the pond, as they say. Yeah, a few did, but not many. Until the Beatles. I thought of one more thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, Tony Bennett's favorite pianist is a man called Ralph Sharon. Do you ever work with him? I never worked with him because I know I know who he, who he is. Um, is he, he? I don't think he's with us anymore, is he? No, he's not, but he was a Canadian. He was wonderful. Yeah. He was yeah. wonderful. Great, great musician and, and played a lot in the UK. Yeah, I, I used to listen to him a lot because I've always loved jazz. Petula, I want to thank you for this time. I, uh, I know there's a reluctance after years you've had... You know, if you counted them up, probably 8,250,000 interviews. Here's another one in Vancouver, but, but I do want to thank you. Thank you, and this is one of the best. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.